0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, should you wish to be a part of this year program, 877-973-7425. Now, those of you who watch videos of today's show, uh, I I, I want you to know you can see me on Instagram at E.W. Erickson. Uh, We put up clips there and, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, E.W. Erickson, everywhere. I'm wearing my World Series Championship uh, shirt. For the Atlanta Braves, Freddie Freeman still doesn't have a deal. The Braves last year made more money than they've ever made most profitable year ever, and they still have it signed Freddie Freeman. And I'm starting to get a little nervous. Now this is remarkable because, uh, Tom Brady, I guess there's a Linton joke in there, he, he was uh, left football, gave up football for 40 days. And now he's back and he's back, gave up football for 40 days. He's back and Freddie Freeman is still not signed by the Braves. What is going on over there at the battery? Somebody get into the teepee and, and um make them, make them shell out the wampum for, for Freddie. I guess, can that get me canceled for saying that? I don't know, but we need a deal for Freddie. This Tom Brady thing, you know, I, I'm a little bit aggravated because I spent way more time than I should as someone who watches football, likes football, but I'm not exactly a, a stats guy. I don't do fantasy football and was remarkable how, how impressive it was. It was trying to explain to you guys, despite some complaints, that it wasn't really news. It's was like, yes, it's very much news. Tom Brady retiring. He is the best NFL quarterback, whether I like him or not. Now he's back. Gas prices, I, I guess he saw the gas prices. Actually, a friend of mine speculated this morning. His wife probably made him go grocery shopping on a Sunday afternoon. He's like, I think I'd rather be on the field getting a concussion. I, I can I can totally understand. 40 days, 40 days he retires. It didn't feel right when he retired. You know, like everybody else, there was buzz about Roethlisberger. There's been some speculation about Aaron Rodgers. There's been speculation about different – there was no speculation about – um about Tom Brady. In fact, middle of the season, Tom Brady was giving an interview saying, yeah, he expected to be around for another couple of years. And then suddenly he just retires. It just didn't seem right. It seemed like there was something going on there. What was it? Uh, someone I saw this morning was speculating, maybe it was uh, shakeups and trades. Tom Brady retires, it shakes up the game. You get to see uh, where everybody's going, and then you come back in and and throw everybody for a curveball. I I don't know. I don't know what the story is, but clearly there's something there. You don't retire the way you retire. And then 40 days later, say, yeah, gave it up for Lent. It's 40 days. I'm back. Particularly when you do it before Lent. I, I, I don't I don't know what's going on there. But it is remarkable news and, and just as big that he's coming back than that he's left. But I feel I mean, poor one out for the guy who on Sunday at an auction, Sunday afternoon, somebody paid over five hundred thousand dollars for the last football thrown by Tom Brady. Five hundred eighteen thousand dollars at an auction. The ball from the last career touchdown pass quarterback Tom Brady threw as a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has sold for $518,000, according to auction site Leland's. With 3.20 to go in the fourth quarter of the NFC Divisional Playoff game against the Los Angeles Rams, Brady heaved a 55-yard touchdown pass to wide receiver Mike Evans, cutting the Rams' lead to 27-20. Because Brady had not given any indication that he would retire – And at that point, there were only rumors that he was contemplating hanging it up. Evans threw the ball into the stands. The fan who caught the ball consigned the item. Brady's first career touchdown pass to Terry Glenn as a member of the New England Patriots was previously auctioned off for $428,841 last year. A total of 23 people placed bids on Brady's last touchdown ball with a starting bid at $100,000 some of the site predicted the ball could fetch as m- much as a million dollars. Brady is still under contract with the Buccaneers and has hinted at a possible return, although Coach Bruce Arians said at the NFL Combine last month that based on his conversations with Brady, uh, Brady had closed the door on returning. <laughs> wow. And then, well, Three hours later, I'm back. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's just that. That's remarkable. Somebody's calling their lawyer today, but yep. Tom Brady's back and Freddie Freeman still the Braves have not signed him. Shame, 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 shame. Now we have to move on to other stuff. Because there actually is a lot of news and I got to bring you up the latest uh, as I'm as I'm speaking to you right now. And I need to actually deliberately put a timestamp here. Uh, it is 12, 12 p.m. on Monday, March 14th. For those of you who listen in delay, surprise, uh, you're listening in delay. But it's important that I give you the timestamp right now. Uh, because it is just afternoon, East Coast time in the United States. The first day of daylight saving time. And the Russians are bombing the snot. Catch myself out of Kiev right now. It is a a big and bloody situation right now. Uh, several apartment buildings have been hit. Uh, assuming he makes it to Wednesday. And, and I don't say that lightly. Uh, they are out to kill the president of Ukraine. He has survived uh multiple uh assassination attempts and he's is speaking to the uh US Congress on Wednesday by Zoom the uh FSB which is the predecessor of the KGB has been the the head of the FSB has been arrested by Vladimir Putin uh, his deputy, as well, has been arrested by Vladimir Putin. Uh, the, several others have gone into hiding. Uh, you will recall, if you will, that uh, a couple of weeks ago there were three assassination attempts on uh, Vladimir uh, Zelensky, and it appears that members of the FSB had tipped him off to the potential assassination attempts. In addition, uh, this guy, Sergei Beseda, he's the head of Russian intelligence, and he was supposed to have the scope of the Ukrainian invasion and give Vladimir Putin an accurate lay of the land clearly did not and is now arrested. It appears that Vladimir Putin is looking for people to blame. Now, this is part of the problem. Putin has been angling this thing as Russia versus the West, not Russia versus Ukraine. And for a time, he could get away with it. In fact, there have been remarkable stories that have come out from various media outlets, uh, from the London Times and London Telegraph, to the Guardian, to the New York Times, to the Washington Post, to CNN. uh, And they all tell the same story, that people who live in Ukraine are calling their families back in Moscow and St. Petersburg, And nobody believes them that there's a war on. The Russians have dismantled any sort of media outlets, objective media outlets, and are focused on uh, just state-run media. And the state-run media there is not telling people that there's a war on. And to the extent that they are, Vladimir Putin is casting it as a war against the West, not a war against Ukraine. As a result, the sentiment in, 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 the, in Russia, there are definitely peace protests from people who figured out what's going on, but overwhelmingly, people not in major cities who only have state media outlets have no idea there's a war going on, and this is part of the problem because bodies are starting to go home. People are starting to lose their children. A third Russian general is now killed. Vladimir Putin needs someone to blame. The problem is he also needs an off ramp. The Russians are asking the Chinese for a path out. They're asking the Chinese for uh, they're, they're asking the Chinese for weapons to help them if they can't find a path out. The Russians are bombing closer to Poland. The reason they're bombing closer to Poland is because Western supplies are going into Ukraine through Poland, so they've got to secure that area. They're having trouble securing that area. If they accidentally get into Poland, that causes all sorts of problems. But now we've also got to figure out a way to get Putin out of this thing. Um, A lot of people are citing Sun Tzu, and they should. If you've never read The Art of War, it's actually a very easy book to read. My, my son, when he was 12, read it and was just fascinated by it. So much of the stuff sounds common sense, but it's stuff you don't really think about unless you've done this sort of stuff. And one of the things Sun Tzu says is you've got to provide your opponent a path out. And that's part of the trouble here finding a path out. The United States, this is from the New York Times, the United States accurately predicted the start of the war in Ukraine, sounding the alarm that an invasion was imminent despite Moscow's denials and Europe's skepticism, predicting how it might end is proving far more difficult. There are three separate back-channel efforts underway to start negotiations by the leaders of France, Israel, and Turkey, and in a recent entree, the new Chancellor of Germany. But so far, all have hit the stonewall of Vladimir Putin's refusal to engage in any serious negotiation. At the Pentagon, there are models of a slogging conflict that brings more needless death and destruction to a nascent European democracy, and others in which Mr. Putin settles for what some believe was his original objective, seizing a broad swath of the south and east connecting Russia by land to Crimea, which he annexed in 2014. And there is a more terrifying in-game in which NATO nations get sucked more directly into the conflict by accident or design, The possibility became more vivid on Sunday when Russian missiles landed in Ukraine's western reaches, an area unscathed until now by the 18-day-old conflict, about a dozen miles from the Polish border. Russia declared over the weekend that continued efforts to funnel weapons through that region to the Ukrainian forces would make the convoys legitimate targets, a warning that just because the weapons are being massed on NATO territory does not mean they are immune from attack. In interviews with senior American and European officials in recent days, there's a consensus on one point. Just as the last two weeks revealed that Russia's vaunted military faltered in its invasion plan, the next two or three may reveal whether Ukraine can survive as a state and negotiate an end to the war. So far, even the most basic progress— such as establishing safe humanitarian corridors, has proven elusive. And now what troubles officials is Mr. Putin may double down and expand the fight beyond Ukraine. They're worried Vladimir Putin may try to take Moldova, also a former Soviet republic that has never joined NATO. It is particularly vulnerable. And now they're worried about chemical attacks, biological attacks, nuclear attacks, and cyber attacks. Moldova, that probably should be arming up right now. Now, how bad is this, though? The New York Times has run an op-ed suggesting that perhaps, just maybe, China has a way to help provide an off-ramp. What the New York Times did not say is that the author Wang Yao works for the Chinese propaganda arm of the Communist Party. Here's the headline. It's time to offer Russia an off-ramp. China can help with that. That that's, that's the headline. Securing a multilateral resolution to the crisis in Ukraine will be a tough and risky challenge, but there is no country better place to do that than China. That's how it ends. He's the founder and president of the Center for China and Globalization, a non-governmental think tank based in Beijing. The New York Times, without an editor's note, had to go back in and noted uh, that he advises the Chinese government from that think tank. Actually, he is one of the ranking members of the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda arm, placing this inside the New York Times. President Xi of China, with all of his problems in China, is seeking to embolden himself as some sort of grand global leader who can bring peace to the world. We don't want a peace that China is selling, and yet that's what the New York Times has allowed them to do. Meanwhile, the West can't figure out how to give Vladimir Putin an ramp from from Ukraine. This situation is going to go on for a while, but that's where we are right now. Uh, Major bombing going on. President Zelensky will be advising uh, and talking to Congress on Wednesday, and there seems to be no end inside of this war. When we come back, there really are a lot of other stuff that we've had to put off the last few weeks as this thing has heated up. I want to spend some time on those, including uh, the new media talking point. If you're Hispanic, you just might be a racist. tell you what I mean when we come back. I sleep well at night under Bowling Branch Sheets, and I need to tell you, my family, we were customers before I started endorsing them. It's what I like to do. I like to be familiar with the product and like it, and I love the Bowling Branch Sheets. One of the reasons I love them is because they are super soft sheets. <laughs> got to say that word right, but they've got a little weight to them, so so you feel somewhat more subtle. Like I've got some— uh, sheets I, that came with the new mattress, and they're so light, it's like there's nothing on top of you, and I can't sleep well with them because they're. I mean, it's just. And then they bunch up the the man, the satiny soft feel of the and Branch sheets. It makes a real big difference. Listen, you've got so many options out there right now. You can go to a department store. You have so many options, but there's no reason to, because with and Branch, you get high quality sheets. They've got a great thread count. They're perfect. They've got plenty of color options. You sleep well under them because they're soft and they're durable and they've got a little bit of weight, the perfect amount of weight for a sheet. Now, I want you to go out there and order Bowling Branch sheets because they are comfortable. You got, I mean, they're environmentally friendly, they're built around sustainability, and you got quality that lasts. You know, a lot of the companies that advertise all the environmentally friendly stuff, their sheets don't last. I can tell you, my and Branch sheets have lasted a long time, and they get softer over time. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at BowlinBranch.com. Get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at checkout. That's Branch B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You can call in. I will allow it even on a Monday. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this year program? Just as the voice said, okay, look, I, I'm going to get to the racist Hispanics. But uh, first I, I got to, let me, let me turn on my camera here so I can stare at the camera after I just yawned massively as I was coming back from breaking down. My eyes look like I've been crying. I promise. I was just yawning. Did y'all know that Iran launched ballistic missiles at the United States last night? We, at our positions in Iraq, they were aimed at a, a U.S. consulate and military installation in Erbil. I mean, they targeted Erbil because we have a, a standing presence in Erbil. They launched ballistic missiles. And do you know what the Biden response was? Eh, what named it us didn't hit us. How are these people so willfully bad at this? They want a deal with Iran. They are desperate for a deal with Iran. They've walked away from the deal with Iran right now because it includes favorable terms for Russia, which we don't want to give right now. And so Iran launches missiles at a a brand new open U.S. consulate in Erbil and a military installation. They blow up. We have it all on film and the Biden administration's like, uh, who does new number? This is the most bizarre thing I have seen. The Biden administration is is patently refusing to even address the issue and, and claims that well, I mean, they, they didn't really and, and I'm looking at the New York Times, the front page of the New York Times. There is literally nothing uh, on the website. I'm looking at the website. There is nothing. There is nothing. Oh, a new cheaper iPhone checks all the boxes. Um, Yeah, there, there's a big headline. William Hurt, God rest his soul, he died. Wasn't expecting that headline. There's Tom Brady, the more you scroll down. Uh, on a stage 5,000 miles away, he sings for his family in Ukraine. A theater and stage, uh, their recipes for St. Patrick's Day and How to avoid a hangover? I I don't see the Iran stuff on the front page of the New York Times right now. How is this possible? They literally launched ballistic missiles. Not just little rockets. They actually launched them from Iranian soil, flew them into Iraq to blow up American positions, and they were not accurate. And the United States, and, and by the way, they claim Iran came out and admitted that they were targeting us there over actions Israel took against Iran, that Israel took, they believe, with American blessings. Iran literally comes out with a statement and says this, literally takes claim for it, and the Biden administration's like, they missed. And there's no response. Is it any wonder Vladimir Putin decided he could go into Ukraine? Is it any wonder he decided he could do it now and not while Donald Trump was president? That is, I think, a relevant point here. Look at the Biden reaction to Iran firing missiles at our positions in Iraq. Guess what Donald Trump would have done? And really, honestly, uh, we're like... um, Nah, our, our bad. You missed. No big deal. Move on. Hug it out. Really? This is the Biden position? This is why Vladimir Putin waited until Joe Biden was president of the United States. He wouldn't have done it under Trump. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877 877- nine, seven, three, seven, four, two, five. If you want to be on the program, rusty, you're going to be up first today. Welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Hey, good, Eric. Thanks for taking my call and, uh, praying for you and your wife constantly. Hope everything goes well there. You know,
0: thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. So my question is kind of twofold and I'll try to be quick one. What's Europe and and Asia going to look like in this post-war thing when Putin takes over. And he's got all the wheat and everything else that Ukraine has. So how that affects that whole region. And then, two, I hope to God somebody has been planning all this time for years how to take Putin out quickly so that we can just eliminate this problem altogether. Uh, just, you know, yeah. when, when Biden said "thing except NATO, that basically told Putin you can have all the rest.
0: Right. Uh, So the Biden administration, my understanding is that they and the NATO powers decided if uh, Putin is somehow able to install a puppet regime in Ukraine, they will not recognize it and will not only help fund the the insurgency movement they believe will take place, but will cut off essentially the, the official Ukrainian government from the Western world. If it becomes a Putin regime, they will continue to double down on the sanctions. With Putin, I think the goal, from what I'm reading, and from the people that I talk to about this stuff who know way more than me, the goal right now is to hope that within Russia, the the oligarchs. Well, I shouldn't say the oligarchs because it, it's kind of misunderstood by American media. There there are a group of people in Russia who are not the oligarchs, and I I guess I need to clarify that one uh, and, and and kind of spread this out. Uh, Rusty, thank you for the call. This, this is this is helpful. Um, and let's, let me see if I can explain this to you guys. You know the oligarchs. So the oligarchs are the people when the 1990s came about the soviet union fell a a group of people with political connections began grabbing up the different companies in russia one grabbed the oil company one grabbed the banking the bank one grabbed the nickel industry one grabbed the coal industry one grabbed the the power plant industry one grabbed I mean you name it they they grabbed each industry well many of those people were overthrown and replaced when vladimir putin came to power he began rewarding his friends But there was a separate circle of people. We focus on those guys who owns the telephone company, who owns the oil company, all those people. They're all billionaires. They've all gotten very, very rich. But there's a separate group of people who are the political powers in Russia. Many of them grew up with Vladimir Putin in the KGB. They were with him during his time uh, running St. Petersburg. Uh, And they are the diehard Russians with political influence, they are the the uh, head of national security. They are the head of the military. Uh, they are the, the, the actual governmental regulator for the oil company and the like. And they're all billionaires as well. They keep their wealth within Russia, unlike the, the oligarchs who are flashy and around the world. And these guys believe themselves the heirs, not just to the Soviet Union. If anything, they think the Soviets overplayed their hand and hurt themselves. They see themselves kind of as the heirs to the czarist regime. And they're restoring Russian greatness. And those are the people who are hard to pick off. Um, For example, the Russian foreign minister, he's been Putin's foreign minister the whole time. He's got billions of dollars hidden around the world. But one of the hopes of the West is that uh, things get so difficult with these people and they realize that Putin is isolated. He's been sold a bag of goods that uh, one of them begins to mount a coup effort within Russia to displace Putin. At this point, this th- there's a sign that this may be happening because Putin has pushed the head of the, the FSB out of office. That's the replacer successor organization to the KGB. He's pushed them out of office. There are all sorts of diplomatic issues here uh, relating to how we navigate this. But you do also have to understand Putin has been very, very isolated, very isolated, surrounded with yes men. And it makes it very likely that the FSB, again, the successor to the KGB, that they had accurate information about the lay of the land in uh, Ukraine, but either could not be honest with Putin or it was not conveyed to Putin. I'm, I'm interested to see how this plays out. But there's clearly a refusal to recognize any successor government in Ukraine that is Moscow based. And there is a real effort and hope that the Russians push Putin out the door somehow. I don't know that they'll be able to because a lot of these people owe their power to Putin. Now, by the way, before I move on uh, to to the the racist Hispanics, because I do want to get there. I noticed this last night. I, I want to play you uh, a part of this and you're not going to understand it, I know. Well, I know because it's in French, but I at least want you to hear it uh, from Senius in France.
1: Et d'une manière générale, on sait que Poutine s'était forcé, il s'en est même d'ailleurs vanté, de pouvoir acheter, financer en Europe comme aux États-Unis la plupart des mouvements, soutenir la plupart des mouvements qui viennent d'Is.
0: Now, you're, you're saying Ericsson. We don't speak French. Ah, well, you're lost. I do. But what this guy is talking about is a report out of France that you need to know about. Russia's Gazprom, which is their big gas company. I told you guys this was happening, and now the French are confirming it. Gazprom, the Russian gas and oil company, has been funding Western environmental, non-governmental organizations to agitate to shut down European power plants particularly the nuclear power plants. That's right. The Western environmentalists who are anti-nuclear in Europe, a lot of them, according to the French now, have been funded by the Russian gas company. In other words, it has been a strategic effort by the Russians to make Europe more dependent on the Russians. Gazprom, according to this report, has also funded European environmental activists to agitate against shale gas in order to keep Europe dependent on Russian gas. According to former NATO Secretary General Andrei Rasmussen, the Russians were funding Western environmental movements. U.S. environmentalists took millions of dollars in Russian money through a Bermuda cutout According to this report from France, they reportedly include the Sierra Club and the League of Conservation Voters Education Fund. They agitated against the U.S. extraction of shale gas. These and other reports of Russian funding of European and U.S. anti shale gas and anti nuclear movement prompt the questions Have the Putin and the Chinese interests been funding elements of the climate change agitprop in Western democracies? This is from. Uh, Michael Waller, he's a senior analyst for strategy for the Center for Security Policy. He's the founding editorial board member for the NATO Defense Strategic Communications Journal. And he highlights this on uh, on on French news. Uh, what uh, the, the guy is saying, this is Dominique René on French news. Here's the direct quote. We found Gazprom funding in particular environmental NGOs, which provided ministers to certain European countries, and which then embarked on a kind of return trip by defending the exit from nuclear power. That's the the translation of what he's saying. Essentially, uh, environmentalist groups in the United States and Europe have been agitating against nuclear power and the extraction of shale, oil, and gas in the United States and Europe and were being paid under the table through other entities. Maybe they didn't even realize they were getting the money from Russia, but they were being paid by the Russians to agitate against European energy security so that the Europeans would be more dependent on Russia, and also in the United States, agitating against fracking and shale oil and gas so that the United States could not offset the Russians. This is all in a report out of France all on a report out of France. And uh, it, it's remarkable this isn't getting a ton of notice. I've been telling you guys that this is this was the case, that uh, it goes back to the Soviet era. The Soviets funded a lot of the anti-nuclear peace movement in the United States in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. They funded environmentalists as well, and it looks like they're still doing it through Gazprom, the Russian gas company. It is remarkable And it is so worth everybody paying attention to this and where we are, particularly now when you hear people on the left, people in in, uh, government saying that uh, we need to get away from shale, we need to get away from gas, and everybody needs to buy a Tesla. In fact, uh, where is it? I didn't queue these up earlier and I needed to. Uh, Somebody went through and, and they outdid me they they've prepared a montage these are the members of the Biden administration and others talking about uh, getting you in your Tesla
1: the future of transportation is electric
0: gas prices have hit a new record high in America and expected to keep rising we need to make sure that it becomes relatively more attractive to have an electric vehicle instead of a gas you want gas
1: prices to go up and oil prices you need it to reflect the true cost of carbon number one No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry, no more drilling on federal lands, no more drilling, including offshore, no ability for the oil industry to continue to drill period. Ends. record high gas prices, the national average now at four dollars and 29 cents a gallon, a 60 cent hike in just one week. The president is really
0: focused on making sure that people are not hurt at the pump. Several around LA that are more than six bucks a gallon.
1: If you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. There's no sound or fuel. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number. In front of me. So, how do I know it's actually working? What is the home plan to increase? increase oil production in America. <laughs> oh my God, that is hilarious. Perhaps if you let the market work in this respect, people will feel pain. They'll take a second look at that Ford F450 gigantoid truck. They'll reconsider a Tesla. I'm
0: willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon, cause I drive a Tesla.
1: I have a Chevy Bolt. That is my car. I lease a Bolt and I lease solar panels. So I drive on Sunshine Girl. Record-breaking prices at the pump nationwide. One of my favorite topics, electric school buses. Electric school buses that have big batteries underneath it. Yes, we are very excited about electric school buses. You know, some prices are as high as seven a gallon. You usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. People from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV.
0: That's right, friends. Just get an EV. You poors, worried about your, your 5 and $6 gas. You single moms trying to feed your family. I mean, st- stop your complaining about prices and just go buy yourself a Tesla. The government will give you a $12,000 credit so that you can go buy your $50,000, $60,000 vehicle. I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to make it work if only you were responsible like them. Good grief. The arrogance of the left-wing position and now we know the russians have actively been paying groups to push that position now uh, before i jump out i want to take tim's phone call on, on this and on china tim welcome to the program how are you
1: hey hey uh i just wanted to make a real quick comment because uh, I, I was thinking over the weekend that, you know all this is looking like a really bad bad roger moore james bond film and i'm thinking that um, what's, what's happening is that China is supporting Russia for very, very specific reasons that have nothing to do with what you hear on the radio and TV the last few weeks. China wants Russia to fail, and they want to get to a place where um, Putin is, is, is totally down, he's failed, or either he's assassinated. The Russian army is decimated and humiliated. And then at that point, you know, Putin has already gone in and basically mortgaged Russia to get China to fund all of their activities going into Ukraine. If Russia fails, China basically is able to go in and say, I'm, I'm taking the claim over Russia. China is able to come in and then put in their puppet regime within Russia. China then is able to ostensibly expand their, uh, their borders from the Pacific Ocean all the way over to Afghanistan, to the Black Sea, to the back door of Poland. And they've more or less doubled or or even tripled their land mass on the planet. They then are able to take over what's left of the Russian military and the nukes. They then are able to take over the Russian gas fields. They're able to take over the Russian mineral fields. They're able to take over what's left of the military and whatnot. And they automatically become the global powerhouse. And when they then get to that point, which is what they want, then they're able to say to anyone and everyone on the planet, my, my word goes, and it doesn't matter what the U.S. says. That's what they want.
0: Look, I, I listen, I, I, yes and no. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I, but I actually think Putin and, and she together want this, whether Putin stays around or not. Uh, one of the things people ignore— is that the U.S. and European allies came out, uh, this has been now about seven or eight months ago, the the U.S. and European allies came out about seven or eight months ago with a statement on free people globally and essentially how uh, Western liberal democracies and their values uh, will bring stability to the world. And she and Putin released a competing treatise On essentially how, yes, democracy is a good thing, but it need not be in the shape of Western powers. Essentially saying the Russian Chinese sphere and their worldview is just as good. And people didn't pay attention to that at the time. But it's been very clear they're building an alliance. Now, now, Tim, I hope you're still listening. I I, 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 gotta, I gotta go to a commercial break here. But when we come back, there are a couple more points that are worth adding to uh, what you've said. Right now, I gotta tell you guys about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Uh, with all the supply chain stuff in the world right now, it's crazy. The Eden Pure at least can deliver the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and they've got them. They work. Uh, these things are air purifiers, they're only, you can hold one in your hand, it, it's bigger than your hand, but you can hold it in your hand. It's very portable. You can get three of them for less than $200. They eliminate odors. That's the big key here. I actually travel with mine because I've had so many bad rental car experiences where you had horrible smells of the rental car. You can plug this thing into your your car. It's got a, you can use a USB cord, plug it in, and it'll work. And it'll eliminate the odors. I also use it in hotel rooms, in particular when I travel. Uh, if you've been in a hotel room, there's smoky odors or something, you can wipe out those odors with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. It also gets rid of the mildew, the bacteria, the mold floating in the air. What you do is you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put in my discount code Eric3 right there on the front page of EdenPureDeals.com. Put in ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. It'll take you through to the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You can buy three of them uh, for less than $200. You get a $200 savings by doing that, and you get free shipping. And then at checkout, if the discount code hasn't carried over, you'll see a discount code box. Put it in again, ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. Get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Great deal, great value, great product. Hello there, it is Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They're in Noonan, Georgia, but don't let that discourage you. If you're nationwide, anywhere from Juneau, Alaska to Miami Beach, they can help you and your business grow. Uh, if your business needs access to big loans, like $750,000 or more, you're buying a building, building building, you see some opportunity where banks are telling you no, go to First Liberty, First firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you. Spend two minutes with them. See if they're a good fit for you and you for them. First Firstlibertyga.com. I I wanna conclude on on, Tim's point real here, real quick here. China and Russia want to be a competing counterbalancing weight to Western Liberal democracies, uh, they China couldn't invade and take over Russia. One, it's the largest land mass on the planet, and they'd have to go through Siberia to get to civilization. Uh, two, there is a bitter enmity historically from when the Mongols invaded. Yes, I'm serious. From a thousand years ago, they still they still hold on to these sorts of stories. Uh, you could not do this. In fact, uh, a number of the Russian military leaders and elite over time. Uh, descended from uh, marriages that related to the the Mongol invasion. And a lot of those people are treated with a lot of disdain there uh, by other Russians who, who uh, are more closely akin to Western Europeans. There's a lot of historic blood there. And up until the 1970s, the Russians and the Chinese were fighting each other on the border. But China and Russia get along now. And China needs Russian natural gas and oil. There are some natural alliances they can build to counterbalance the world. And it's a problem we've got to keep in mind, particularly with Xi's ambitions. It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Yeah, things haven't settled down. And now you got the Federal Reserve and interest rates. you got the economy. you got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you. You want to buy a building? You want to build a building? Reach out to the Frost family at First Liberty Building and Loan. They've been helping small businesses become big businesses since the 1990s. They want to help you if they can